Hello, welcome to the Mikey Pod Podcast, episode 245 for January 1st, 2018. Happy New Year. Today's guest is photographer Jonathan David Smith, and I am your host, Michael Herron. I'm a composer, pianist, electronic musician, storyteller, and activist based in New York City. And as such, I have some pretty diverse tastes in things. So on this podcast, you could hear guests ranging from activists to musicians to pastors to authors, whatever else strikes my fancy. I've been sending this podcast to your ears for a little over 12 years. It's like 12 and a half years now. If you'd like to know more about me, stop by my website at michaelherron.com. Hit me up on social media everywhere as at michaelherron. Leave a voicemail at 347-460-1753 or email mikeypod at gmail.com. Also, on the right-hand side or the lower bar of the website, you can see these brightly colored subscribe buttons. So if you want to subscribe in uh, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, uh, TuneIn, any of those things, there's a handy little links right there, even a thing that'll take you to some suggestions for uh, apps in Android where you can subscribe there. So yeah, Happy New Year. What's up? What's up? I feel pretty excited about this past year. I just wrote a blog post this morning on Patreon about what I've accomplished this year. It's like, yeah, it's the most, it's really the most creatively productive year I think I've ever had. So that's crazy. <laughs> I thought I was going to die a couple times. I thought I was going to be stranded on the West Coast as I was touring with no money and uh, everything worked out. So, yay. I'm super excited. Uh, new things to come in the new year. I'm going to be making my book and my album based on the animal show, my solo show that I've been touring. Um, I'm going to be doing more activist work, more uh, sanctuary work, more everything. I'm so excited. And this podcast, I'm going to refocus, uh, starting with the next episode. Um, I'll talk more about it next week. Um, but I'm sort of excited. You know, I, one of the things I was thinking about, um, this podcast has been going for a long time and it's been fun just like sort of being casual and interviewing people that I want to talk to, but you know what? 2018, I'm going to bump it up to the next level. Um, I'd really like, you know, I think that this is something special and I really want to like focus it in and make it like, yeah, oh, mm, yeah, yes. You know what I mean? Probably not. So stay tuned for that next week. Um, what else? That's it. If you like this always free podcast or the many other things I create, tell a friend, leave a review, subscribe, all the things, especially really let me back up. Do leave a review, would you? That'd be really fantastic. If you're listening to this and you haven't left a review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or anything else, that would help me immensely if you would do that. And tell a friend. And especially, I'd love your support at patreon.com slash michaelherron, where you can get access to all kinds of cool stuff in exchange for as little as a dollar a month. I'd love to connect with you there, and I'd love your help in covering the expenses for this always free podcast and the other free content I create everywhere. Enough about me and all of that stuff. Today's guest is Jonathan David Smith. We are uh, publishy mate, publisher mates, publisher. We both are published by the same company, BD, what? BDstudios.com. And uh, yes. All right. <laughs> Jonathan also selected the music for today's episode, and we're going to listen to this track called Yours Truly from Rainy Boy Sleep, and then we'll get right into the interview. 
Here we go.
That was yours truly from Rainy Boy Sleep. And joining me right now is Jonathan David Smith. Welcome to the show, Jonathan. Oh, Michael, thank you for having me. Uh, I'm super excited to uh, talk to you. And we're actually, we didn't mention this before, we're both published by uh, BD. Uh, and, BD Studios, yeah. Yeah, what's up, holla? So uh, that's exciting. Uh, it's really fun, like, looking uh, through your book uh, from the lens of having done a book uh, with Luke Curtis as well. So uh, you've got a book that you've just released. It's called Just One More, and it's self-portraits from 2012 to 2017. And, well, I'll let you tell us about the book. I was about to summarize it, but it's your book, so maybe you can do a better job than me. The book is really five years' worth uh, of photographs that I've been taking with my phone um, since I moved to New York. So uh, all the photographs are taken with my phone, and they are all self-portraits. And most of them are in the street in New York City. And uh, I've been doing this for five years. So <clears throat> some of them some of them have followed me, you know, if I've been back home in Northern Ireland or different places in America. But these are these are self-portraits that I've been doing with my smartphone since 2012. Yeah, yeah and they're they're more than just self-portraits. To me, anyway, there, there are so many levels of what's happening. There are self-portraits, but each one... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is actually a photograph of your reflection, right? It's my reflection, yeah. yeah. It's my reflection. And you're generally being reflected in like a really iconic sort of New York City type place, which adds some interesting levels of, of what's happening in the photographs to me. How did you begin doing this, like this particular type of uh, self-portrait? Well, it really started as an experiment, Michael. You know, I was, I, I think, I think the first one or me doing the first ones, I was, I saw myself in the reflection and I was one of those people that, you know, I, I always had a mobile phone, but I didn't always have a smartphone. And, and when I first moved to New York, I invested in a smartphone. So I finally had a camera on my actual phone. And I remember thinking that, oh, I have a camera with me everywhere. That's interesting. So uh, I think just one day I saw myself in the reflection of some sorts of glass or storefront or wherever it was I was standing in front of. And I just started taking photographs. And it kind of went from there. You know, Instagram was a new thing back then. And... I remember thinking, oh, I can actually use this new app to show people these photographs. And it, it went from there. So it, it didn't start out being like a capital A art project, right? It sounds more like it was just something you just started doing. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think I really thought about it in terms of it being a project or something that I was going to do for the next five years, you know, onwards. Uh, I was really just experimenting and, and capturing what I saw. And eventually I, I did start to see it as a project and it became somewhat of an obsession to capture myself in these types of reflections um, whenever I saw them. So I never really planned them and I don't plan them. I kind of just collect them when I see them, if you understand what I mean. Yeah, that, I mean, that's one of the interesting things about the piece i always struggle when talking about um artwork in this way because and i think it's because this type of work 
you know, any type of artwork exists because we don't have just regular language <laughs> to do, you know what right. I mean? So yeah. it's, it's, I always find myself like stammering. Um, but that's it. Like, it, it, well, I guess the, a question that comes up for me is this, these types of photographs that you say it feels a little bit like an obsession to take them. Are they um, fulfilling something for you? Like, and what is that? Well, I always had a thing about New York. You know, I'm, you know, I'm not from New York. I'm from Northern Ireland. Um, I grew up in a really small town called Larne, which is just outside Belfast. So uh, for me to, part of it is to actually be standing in New York City. Um, and you're saying, you know, these sort of fantastical backdrops that to me is still really exciting, you know, for me to be able to physically be here. You know, I love this city and I love living here. So uh, part of it is, you know, to show people that, to show people that I actually love New York City and I love being here. The things that are so strikingly New York City to me are, you know, there's there's photographs of you in West Chelsea, there's Harlem, uh, you're in a, in a taxi cab in the cloisters. But like the Dunkin' Donuts is one that I'm like, oh, now that's like, that feels very like a New York City version of New York City, if that makes sense. I know what you mean. Yeah. And actually, it's funny because uh, this project then, out of, out of it being an experiment and then turning into a project, it's also now a type of archive because that Dunkin' Donuts you're talking about is no longer there. So, uh, you know, to sort of have documentations and snapshots of these places that actually aren't there anymore um, became part of the project as well. Yeah, that was actually one of the things I wrote down to talk to you about, that this is, I mean, it's sort of, a, it feels like it's a, an attempt to document your life in New York City, but in the way that you're doing it, you're, you're documenting New York City and how it exists in the moment that you take the picture. It's, uh, yeah, like, what did I say? Oh, yeah, it feels very, the same stuff we talked about. It feels like the, you're taking pictures that really feel like what New York City is like right now. Even though we don't see a lot of the setting, it's it's the type of thing that, you know, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot because I started just on my own taking pictures recently and of um, some animal rights stuff I do. And um, and it dawned on me like, oh, this these are the photographs people might look back on in 20, 30 years and say, oh, that's what it was like. You know, like, oh, wow, it's a really it's really interesting. Yeah. And that's the feel I get from these these photographs as well. Oh, I love that idea. I love that idea that that anyone would look back at them and think, oh, that was that was that time in New York City or America or, or wherever it is the photograph is taken. And I also, Michael, I think about me looking back at them, you know, because uh, there is going to be a point where I've been here for a long time, you know, because I don't see myself leaving New York City. So sometimes I think about, oh, what, what, what is, what is it going to be like if I look, if I look back on them when I'm an, an older man, you know, and I see myself as a young twenty-something. So it's uh, they've become little mappings or or moments of a time period. You know, they're very special to me, these photographs. Mm. They're like, I'm flipping through looking at them again. And there are some interesting moments where uh, that I didn't notice the first time through where I can see multiple reflections. It's really cool. 
<laughs> People should Thank actually you. look at this book. Where where they can get it on your website, correct? Yeah, people should look at the book. They should buy the book. It's actually available on Amazon. It's available through Amazon worldwide. So whatever country you're in, you can order it from Amazon and it's uh, it's sent to you wherever you are. Um, but you can also order signed editions from my website. So I'll sign it for you. I'll personalize it for you and I'll send it to you. Um, yeah, and that's jonathandavidsmith.com. I love it. And and for the people that are listening, you can also go to mikeypod.com and I'll have links to the Amazon site and uh, the and Jonathan's website too. So you can, uh, if you, in case you forget, remember mikeypod.com and you can go look. Um, the music that we're listening to in the podcast today, uh, you selected. So I'd love to talk about the one we listened to at the start of the show, Yours Truly by Rainy Boy Sleep. Um, what... What uh, what made you choose this song? This and I love this. I don't uh, intentionally like uh, always ask people to do music, but it was so it was sort of like your idea, and I love this idea. It's really fun to do this type of thing. Well, <clears throat> Rainy Boy Sleep, uh, he was a friend of mine, and sadly he's no longer with us. He passed away about a year and a half ago. But this song. Uh, Oh, this song just is is one of my favorite songs of all time. Uh, he, I saw him play live in Manchester, uh, in England, in about 2010. He opened for Cindy Lauper, who is one of my favorite singers. And uh, I emailed Rainy Boy Sleep. I emailed him, and uh, we're actually both from Northern Ireland, so uh, we had that in common. And I emailed him, and I told him. I was so taken away with your, uh, you know, performance at the Cindy Lauper concert, and we emailed for a couple of years, and we became friends. And this song is just—it's—it's uh, it's one of my favorites, and he's no longer with us, so I just wanted to play one of his amazing tracks. Yeah, I had never heard him before. His voice, uh, phenomenal. It's really, really beautiful. He's—he's he's written the song, and he's playing, and uh, it's all him. You know, it's—he uh, used a loop to uh you know record with so uh, all the instruments are him and the voice is him and the the lyrics are by him as well uh i love it yeah so yeah thanks thanks for choosing that song yeah, of course uh, thanks for playing it oh sure <laughs> i love it we're doing lots of thanks back and forth to each other i i appreciate thank that you, thank you thank you thank you yeah <laughs> uh, so back to the photographs i was also wondering like the photos are these exactly how they came out of the phone or did you do any retouching afterward oh really good question there's no retouching whatsoever there's no editing of that sort uh i think people do think that i use apps sometimes because some of the photographs maybe look like composites or uh double exposures or or some something with an effect on it but actually it's just my phone it's just me and my phone um and it's important actually to talk about this part of the photo making because one of the reasons that I don't use uh, edit tools like that is because there was a time period, and we're still sort of in it, where everyone was using filters to make themselves look, I don't know, better or more polished or you know, to hide those zits or something. So, so uh, which which is fine, you know, which is fine, you know, if, if that's what you want to do. Um, but I, I started seeing these reflections as I was taking them, and some of them have 
uh, different colored panes of glass on the windows and stuff. So I started to think about actually there's filters in everyday life that we can actually use. And I, you know, through these photographs, I was sort of using filters that I saw just with uh, my eyes. So, uh, so that to me is interesting that you can actually sort of do that yourself with with just your phone, you know, with just your, with just a camera. It's really interesting. Like to this morning when I was looking at your website, at your, um, your, your photographs and your text and your, um, your videos. Um, I'm, I'm a composer and a pianist and a, you know, mainly a musician who does like some storytelling and I've been starting to incorporate video and photographs into the type of work that I'm doing. And I really get stuck in this world of like, uh, like when, when, like not feeling like I'm really doing it yet. Cause I don't have the, you know, traditional skills with my camera. Um, so looking at your work is really empowering to me. And I, I hope it's empowering to others too in, in the way that like, Oh, you made this entire book of fantastic photographs with your mobile phone, you know, and, and your videos are not like super slick, you know, I watch a lot of YouTube videos to like learn about video techniques and you see a lot of these same sort of things like drone footage and, and people like, you know, using like super slick sort of editing, like that feel very highly polished. And, um, and it's easy for me to get in this sort of, uh, less than feeling about my work, but then to see your work that really tells these stories so simply and without a lot of, Hoopla is uh, it's super empowering to me and a great reminder that what you just said, it's about the the content or the story that you're trying to to share more than it is about all of the extra shiny stuff. Well, you know, I, I, I you always want to you always want to make work in the best possible way that you can. like you want it to look the best it possibly can, you know, when you when you make work. And I do try to do that. You know, I, I try to do as much as I can to make it look the best it can look. But I also, <clears throat> I also do everything myself. So when I <laughs> when I was doing the the video work, uh, I was doing performance video work. You know, I'm in I'm in the video. <laughs> I'm doing the performance in the video. So I'm you know I'm I'm running to press the sh you know the the record <laughs> the record button and then I'm I'm running back to you know to get into place and then I'm filming it and then I'm running back you know to turn it off so but that to me is uh, how I work and I like that and uh it's it's part of uh, to me that's that's just the way that I do it you know so uh I'm always interested in hearing about the way other artists make their work and uh and I'm happy that um anyone can take inspiration from anything I do. That's, that's probably, you know, that's the best thing you can hear, right? Because you want people to see your work. So if, if people just see my work, then I'm happy, you know, because that is really the ultimate goal. Your sort of solo uh, approach isn't only saving funds, right? <laughs> like, you know, in some ways, like a lot of the things that I do that I do by myself are because like, ah, I can't really pay someone else to do this other thing. So I do, you know, so maybe it, but it sounds like you, part of your way of expressing yourself includes that running back and forth to turn on and off the camera. Is that, am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, I mean, that would be correct. You know, I, I you know, money is actually, you know, that's a really, you know, that's also a big, a big part of it, right? I mean, you, 
if you had more money, you could do more artwork, right? So, uh, but but I try not to get bogged down by that that side of things, and I try to do everything I can to do the project that I want to do. So sometimes that does mean that I have to be, you know, what's the word? Skilping is skilping the right word. I'm skilping out of the train with all of this equipment, and uh, and it's and it's all me. But I have to say, actually, my husband helps me a great deal when it comes to things like that, and he's my unofficial assistant uh excellent well he's actually he's actually my official assistant in the book because my husband is the associate photo editor in my book and he really was because uh he helped me choose the images that were going to go into the book uh that's uh, out of how many images do you even know were these selected yeah um there was I have hundreds and hundreds. I might have thousands. You know, <laughs> I've, I've been doing this for a long time. Uh, we started with about, I think, about 150 images. And then we broke it down to about 100. And then it became 50 final images. And we, we printed all of these images. And we lived with them on our bedroom wall. And... At the time, we lived in a studio apartment, so uh, it was quite, uh, you know, we saw these photographs every single day, you know, like there was no getting away from these photographs. But actually, that was really helpful in terms of deciding the sequence and the story of the book and what order the photographs came in, because it would have been quite easy for me to choose the photographs and then have them in a chronological kind of thing, you know, where I start at 2012 and then end at 2017. Um, but I didn't want to do that because for me, that was, it was more important for me to uh, storyboard them in terms of composition and color and things like that. I'm enjoying your book a lot. I'm, I'm happy that we're talking. Um, we, me too. we should uh, wrap this up, but I want to talk about two last things. Uh, one is the song that we're going to listen to next, and the other is how we can uh, where to best find you on the internet. So let's do that one first. Okay. Well, I'm kind of connected everywhere. Um, JonathanDavidSmith.com is my website, and then I'm a big, big Instagram person. So that's Jonathan David Smith. I'm also on Twitter. You know, Twitter won't allow me to have my full name, so it's J. David Smith on Twitter. Oh, Twitter. <laughs> and, Come on. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you know, they'll let you have uh, more characters to write with, but they won't give you a longer username. Um, and I'm also on, on, I have a Facebook artist page, which is also J. David Smith. Uh, perfect. So, but you, but you, can, you can find all of those links on jonathandavidsmith.com. Uh, perfect. And um, they'll also be at MikeyPod.com for those who are listening. Um, and so to close, we're going to listen to this song. Um, the song is called Tonic, and it's by The Minister's Cat. Do I have those correct? The artist is The Minister's Cat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it, yeah. Uh, anything you want to tell us about this song? This song is another one of my favorites. You know, I'm lucky that uh, I've got to know and be friends with different musicians. And uh, Stephen and Allison make up the minister's cat. And I went to university with Stephen in Scotland. And Stephen would have written this song 
when around the time that we first became friends and again it's it's another one of my favorite songs and uh i want other people to hear it oh perfect and now we will (laughs) thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today jonathan oh thank you so much michael It seems that lives often meet at a crossroads I see When paths are waiting, our traveling feet We can take our little time and watch the sunset But when dawn comes around, onwards, onwards we head Such a fickle old thing I don't know you from Adam And well, he was just grim But I feel something stirring Down, down below Oh, my heart started beating And now I'm out of control But it's not tears that fall Tonic for the gym
That was The Minister's Cat with Tonic. Thank you so much to my guest, Jonathan David Smith, for being on the podcast today. Thank you, kind people who listened to this podcast and have been listening for all of these years. Tune in next week. A little freshness, some mixing it up a little with the podcast. And uh, feel free and do please leave a review on uh, any of the places, wherever you listen to this. That's it. Thank you. Happy New Year. Happy holidays. And I'm so excited when it's a new year because that means the holidays are over and we can just go on about our business. Makes me really glad. (laughs) Take care. See you next week.